Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. We are grateful for a morning like this one. Thank you for bringing us together from everywhere. Thank you for just drawing your strings around us. This morning, let your word come in such a way that everyone gets their share. I thank you for every ministration thus far. And I ask, Lord, that your will will be done in Jesus' name. And everyone, you want to say amen. Take a seat. God bless you. Thanks, ladies. God bless you. Hallelujah. You're welcome to the Fountain of Life Cathedral. And you are welcome to you are welcome to one of four services that we have every every weekend. Amen. On Saturday nights at 6 p.m., you find us at the Indus Dining Hall. At 7 p.m., you find us in the Faith Secret Service right here. On Sunday morning at 7, you'll find us here as well. And again on Sunday morning at 10, we have another service. As you can see, this service has eaten into the next one because it's taken a while to gather us this morning, but that's generally the way it is. So if you've been on campus, you have not put yourself into any church, I want you to choose one of the services and make yourselves... <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you ask your neighbor, please, what's your name? If you don't know your neighbor, it's time to make a new friend. Choristers, I'm sure some of you can, make, can sit on the steps so that your guests have a place to sit. It cannot be so difficult. You have not sung for us this morning, so find a place and put yourselves to sit. Choristers, are you hearing me? Yeah, I said that you can sit on the stage steps so that people get a place to sit. And I said, you didn't sing for us this morning, so just find somewhere to. <laughs> All right. No, the steps. Just sit on the steps. Yeah, just sit on the steps so that people have place. Please allow our visitors to get somewhere to sit. Hey. What house are you from? <laughs> Dancing stars, don't shout too much because you are the next to lose your chest. <laughs> you are the next to lose your chest, crap. Is it working? Chorus says, Is it working? So, neighbor, don't frown your face at mommy. Don't frown your face. Don't frown your face. <laughs> it's their time to shine, crap, where they are sitting. Ah. They refuse to sing for us this morning, so they have to sit on the steps. <laughs> Some of you can come to the other side, because I think I need... Hello, you are too close. Please, come this way. 
Come this way. Come this way. Yeah, come this way. At least if I come down the stairs, I need space. Beautiful. Ashes, I'm doing your work for you. Are you going to come and preach for me? Ashes, I'm doing your work for you. Are you coming to do mine for me? Powerful. So you're welcome to choose. That's the name we have. Choose. Hallelujah. Choose. Wow. Choose. Which one? The one with an E or the one without an E? <laughs> Hallelujah. Ashes, I would suggest to you that you place all the chairs that you want to have in the hall in the hall so that you don't have to disrupt once the word begins to come forth. Hallelujah. Have you got your neighbor's name? Some of you are not minding me. You are like bread that has fallen inside water this morning. Don't do that. I've asked you to ask your neighbor the name. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Maybe that's the millionaire of the future. At least you'll be glad that you have met. <laughs> okay. Lady Reba, are we, are we set? Can we go? Can we move on? We can? All right. Powerful. Please just fill them so that they don't disrupt the service as we continue. Beautiful. This morning, I want to talk to you about choices. I want to talk to you about choices. Now, what does it mean to choose something? It means that you have a number of options and then you select something. Hallelujah. Are you there? I mean, and it's something we do several times a day. If you are here this morning, it's because you made a choice to come to church. There are some of you, this is your first time entering church since you came to school. I pray it's not going to be your last time, but you chose. You are doing the course you are doing again because of a choice. And some of you might, you might want to say that, look, it's not my choice, so that's what they gave me. Well, you made a choice when you got the grades you got. <laughs> Which are certainly linked to how much you learned. Hey, are you in the church? And it's something that we do all the time. So why am I talking about choices this morning? This morning I'm sharing with you about choices because one of the things you don't see immediately you make a choice is that choices have consequences and the two things may not necessarily happen at the same time so you may make a choice today and then you reap the consequence long after are you with me hey you're not minding me again huh? why you are feeling hungry i'm also feeling hungry don't worry well <laughs> But are you, are you with me? So you've made the choice, but you need to be aware for every choice that you make, there's a consequence, for good or for bad, whichever way it is, there is a consequence. Amen. So if you are here, the semester is about maybe five weeks down the line or something like that, you haven't started learning, it's a choice you have made. And the consequence, you will begin to see it around the 3rd of July when you are beginning to do your medicines. Then you will see whether your choice not to learn now was a good one or not. Hey, some of you, you have not seen your marks yet. Your 
from last semester. <laughs> but we're doing, the choices are made all the time. Young lady, you may be choosing the guy, that sweet rapper. He's got the raps. He's got the words. He knows what to say. And Charlie. But you see, there may be a consequence. I have a certain friend. He's a man of God. Though. He's a man of God. But the raps, eh? Just, it just it just flows it just flows and i remember thinking to myself several times i've thought that in fact his wife doesn't seem to mind but i realized that me i would have minded hey because every lady who comes he has he has raps oh crap it just flows so she might have been enjoying the raps when they were not married but Charlie, the consequence is that you have to live with these raps also being given to other people. <laughs> Amen. And so this morning, I just want to share a story with you, and we're going to be looking in the Bible at Luke chapter 15, starting from verse 11. I want to show you somebody's choices, and I want to show you the consequences of his choice. The Bible says that a certain man had two sons, and some of you who are always here, I know you didn't read your Bible this morning, so allow me to read the scriptures for you. Starting from verse 11. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough, and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive, and he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Wow. The story that you used to listen to, those of you who went to Sunday school, used to listen to the story of the prodigal son. And because I haven't called it the prodigal son, you are there saying that, ah, what is that? But <laughs> I decided to just choose this very well-known story to just outline and show you some choices that the young man made and let us see what happened to him as a result of his choices. So choice number one, the first choice that he made was to ask for his inheritance while his father was still alive. I mean... We may not do it like that here, but it's not a crime everywhere. Some places it's okay. 
Maybe you are trying to do something. Are you here? Yeah, you're trying to do something. I have a friend who was trying to set up her law firm. And so her father decided, what I was going to give you, I'm going to give it to you now. Even though he was, you know, he was still alive. So it's not a crime in and of itself to say that you want to have your inheritance. And so he made a choice and said that this is what he wants. His father did not argue with him, and his father gave him what he asked for. However, he used that choice to turn away from his father. Because the Bible says that after he got it, and he realized that, ah, I have a house in Dansoman. I have a house in Boko. I have a house in Aflao. I have another one in Ho, and I have cash in the bank. I'm a wealthy man. I don't need this old man anymore. Some of you, when you left your house and you came to school, you decided that that troublesome old man somewhere in the house who's been sending you and blasting you, now dear Charlie, you didn't give him gap. <laughs> because the Bible said not just that he traveled. I don't even think he planned to travel before he got his riches. Because if he had planned to travel, he would have just have asked for money to travel. But he got his inheritance and then he traveled far. Like some of you who don't want us to talk your matter. So you are far. When you see a number from church, you don't answer. Yeah. He said, These people, they are going to disturb me. I haven't mentioned your name. You cannot bore. You cannot bore at all. <laughs> ah, we are the ones calling. You have not minded us. We are not bored with you. Why should you be bored? You cannot bore. Are you in the church? So this young man had made a choice. And the choice was to move away from his father. Some of you, you come from homes where every Sunday there's a rule in the house. Everybody must go to church. When you arrive in school, you say, hey, my freedom has come. My freedom has come. I don't need to go to church anymore. And you proceeded to turn your back on your father. <sighs> There's a very interesting scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes 12 1. Look at it. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Some of you, you have planned to remember him when you retire. <laughs> But you have no idea whether you reach retirement age or not. Then it goes on to say, while the evil days come not. So there's something in life called evil days. And even the Bible acknowledges it. And it's important because some of you think that if I'm a Christian, everything is like it's Christmas every day. Here you have it. That evil days, there they come. Hey. And then it also talks about, he said, nor the years draw nigh. So there are some other days that will come. He says, when you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Do you know that an age can come, you don't enjoy anything again. Nothing. You don't enjoy anything. David, there he had the wives, he had the women, enjoyed women. The day came when they put a fresh young lady beside David. <laughs> are you in the church? Yeah. And time, eh, it goes really fast. So you may think that, oh, this sermon you are preaching, madam, if you were preaching it to some older people who understand, no, I'm preaching it to you. Preach it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was that song. It was just yesterday you were a baby, but so soon you are coming back. And before you know it, you've become a lady or a man with children too. 
As you part with the loved one and say, see you tomorrow. Hey. Are you here? You are not minding me in the church again. Yeah. Time just goes. Recently, I lost a very dear friend. I was in Equatorial Guinea and I sent him a text. I said, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. Oh, I'll be back soon. And he sent me a text. I'll see you. We'll see you soon. Two weeks later. He went to Accra with his wife to see a doctor. He hadn't even seen the doctor. He put his back down, sat down in the chair, crossed his legs, and went home. That's it. Hey! Are you there? Don't worry. You, dear, you are still alive. I'm still preaching. <laughs> I'm still preaching. But that was the young man's decision. Choice number one. Let's continue. So, he left. And leaving was choice number two isn't it? So choice number one, I'm taking my inheritance. Choice number two, I'm going away to a far place. Wow. Choice number three, when he got to the far place, he took a decision to just use what he had, misuse everything. You see, in this life, God gives us people and circumstances to keep us under control. And each of us, the reason why you are taking a shower, you are dressed and you are looking sane this morning is because the Lord has applied some pressure from somewhere. But if what we don't expect happens to you, which is that all the controls in your life are removed, you will be surprised at how low you will sink. Are you there? Hey, you don't mind me. Hmm. Some of you, the roommate God has given you, that's your control. The person is not saying anything, but the presence of the person stops you from going as far down as you want to. Recently, I was looking at a certain young lady who had thrown off all the controls that were around her. Yeah. 
And I was about to send her a text that you have been sitting in the gutter as you have removed those controls. It's now you know how low you can go. Hey, may the controls in your life not be removed though. Yeah. I don't know about you, but me, when I was on campus, I thought that Charlie Freedom has come. <laughs> yeah. But the truth of the matter is that if you just follow it and there's no control whatsoever, you see, your lecture is a control on you. It makes you have to pull yourself together and go to class. Yeah. Other human beings around you are a control on you so that you don't go too far down. Have you not seen that the last time when you went far down, you started sending nude pictures to somebody that had brought you a problem? Why is it that you are sending the nude pictures? Because in reality, you cannot just naked yourself and walk around. That's why it's the picture you are doing. Because that one, you know that most of us, we cannot see what's on your phone. You didn't know that your phone was going to break down, so you have to send it to the repairer. And when the repairer was repairing it, you know, he lifted your nude pictures and now he's blackmailing you. I don't even know whose case I'm discussing. Mercy. But you let's come back to our story. This guy controls were gone. So he decided to waste his living. I am reminded of a story I heard of a young man who lived in Takradi with his, his father. His father was a rich man and the father eventually passed away and the young man inherited a house. Well, he had already, there's a kind of mind, he doesn't even know what to do with the house. The house had air conditioners in every room. So he used to go and drink regularly every day. Now the father who would be shouting when he comes drunk is no longer there. And when the money got finished, he had been drinking, he was owing. And the bartender said, you will pay before you drink the next one. Then he remembered the house has air conditioners. He went and removed the first air conditioner and brought it. And said, this air conditioner, I'm selling, how much? I'm selling, how much are you giving me? And so this one, they say, I use one. He said, mm. he said the air conditioner, okay, I'll give you 3,000. He said, good. He didn't take the money. He just proceeded to continue drinking. 500 gone. 1,000 gone. 1,005, 1,007, 2,000, 2,005. He drank. The air conditioner was finished. When the air conditioner was, he went for the next one and brought it. Are you there? The controls in his life were gone. He was now wasting what had been left for him. He drank, actually, as far as I know, the story they said he drank until the air conditioners were finished. I don't know what he did after that. <laughs> Eight years. All drank. <laughs> God doesn't want you to go and drink your life away. That's why he has kidnapped some of you and brought you here this morning. <laughs> and so this young man... <laughs> This young man had drank himself away. Hmm. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 9, He also that is slothful in his work is a brother to him that is a great waster. <laughs> when you are slothful, you are lazy. Your brother is waste. Hmm. And that's what happened to this young man. Wasted everything. I'm saying wasted his living. Amen. I wonder what you are wasting. Because some of you, since you came, you have wasted your money. You are wasting your intelligence. You are wasting your beauty. 
you see, as for beauty, it's personal. So as you are, the things you are doing, you're actually using it. And it's actually passing. Hey. Are you there? Some of you, you are wasting your health. The way you are blowing the girls, five a day, five a day. The body is not meant... You see, let me just tell you something. There is no example that I'm giving that is fake. It is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine had a heart attack. Heart attack at the age of 25. And that was his life. Yeah. And the doctor told him that the body is not meant for this. So somebody write notes. You, that's your message for today. You are wasting your health. Am I talking to someone? Well, soon after this, consequence number one landed. What was the consequence? The Bible says in Luke 15 and verse 14 that there arose a mighty famine in that land. Whatever you do in this life, there are some things you cannot control. There are some things that happen to all of us. You can't control it. Are you there? Just this week, Russia bombed some dambi in Ukraine. The water is coming. Whether you are Russian there, or you are Ukrainian there, or you are a soldier there, water is coming. Yeah. A mighty famine arose. So after this guy, you see, if he had kept his, some of his inheritance, he may have had some options. But now that he's wasted it, as the consequences are coming, now he doesn't know what to do. Some of you wasted your time last semester. You didn't learn. You see, when you have not learned, even prayers cry sometimes cannot save you. Yeah. And so you're about to face the consequence. Trail number one. Trail number two. Trail number three. Yeah. I know somebody who has five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you in the church? And that guy, it's not that he was stupid. He wasn't stupid. But he had done a very foolish thing. It was the consequence of being angry and deleting himself from his class page. That simple action, it meant he missed some midterms. In those days, this was before. You see, now your midterm is a week. But at that time, the midterms, Charlie, it will be hitting left and right from anywhere. So he missed three. When you miss your midterm, is it not failing you are failing? Because it's already 30 minus 30. Yeah. How are you going to do well? You make one or two mistakes, so you have got 49%. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about consequences. <laughs> are you there? Now, in the middle of this, you see, look at the consequence. So, as the famine came, he began to be in want. If you make foolish choices, the day will come when you are in want. You marry somebody, they have warned you that don't go this way. The day will come when you'll be in want. Oh yeah. You see, when you are young, you think you know everything. When you are young, you feel that the old people, they don't know what it is to love. Listen, some years ago, we were as young and as foolish as you. Yeah. So now the person is sharing with you out of the experience they have had. You better learn it. You know, some people you want to experience it before. Hey, experience, eh? It is a, a school like SHS in Ghana. Everybody can go some. Only that 
only that, and like unlike SHS, you may not survive. S you see, SHS, you will go and finish. But experience, the school of experience, survival is not guaranteed. The teachers can be very wicked. Very, very wicked. So you are better off learning from somebody's experience and just allowing it to make you wiser than going through your own experience of the whole issue. This guy, he was now in want. He was hungry. In the midst of this, he now made another choice. Let us see what he did. Remember, his father was where he left him. He could always have chosen to go back, but he didn't. The Bible says in verse 15 that he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. He now rather chose, let me go and look for a friend. And when he went to look for the friend, the friend taught him how to eat pig food. You have gone to look for your friend. Your friend has taught you how to smoke weed. Your friend has taught you how to use the morning after pill. Your friend has taught you how to dress like a lizard that has lost its way. Your friend has taught you to eat what should not be eaten. Hey, what a friend. <laughs> right in this service, you better start making a decision that that friend, that's the end. Yeah. This is your friend. Every day the friend is leading to you to gossip. You are still going. <laughs> but you see, so it is with people. The problems that you have in this life, God has allowed them in a hope that it will draw you to him. But some of you, rather than letting it draw you to him, it has, you have allowed it to take you further away. You have now gone to look for a pot-bellied man to be paying your fees. You were supposed to be asking him for your fees. You were supposed to be asking God, what do I do to pay for these fees? You were supposed to be drawing closer with your problem. But rather, you have now gone to look for another guy. You don't know that the guy is already carrying HIV, but you have no idea. You know, we don't talk about HIV anymore in this country. But it is very serious and it is spreading at an alarming rate. You keep going. You, they didn't give you school fees. You have now learned how to do fraud. Uh, you have now you now know how to how to do what you must do. Put the anenya fraud there. Soccer bet. You have now learned soccer bet. You have now delivered yourself to something that will strangle you. Hey, I tell you, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Instead of you to go back and say, Lord, I'm in a mess. I've made a mess. Can you help me out? Instead of you to ask him that, you have rather turned your back to go and look for somebody who will teach you how to eat the food that pigs eat. <sighs> There's all kinds of animal food, though, but this one is one of the worst. Yeah. What does the scripture? Let's go to verse 16. Because I see that I'm talking to some unbelievers here. It says, he would have filled his belly. He was watching the pigs eating, and the pig food was doing him a corner. Uh, please, can we? I don't know what the NLT says. I don't know whether it will be easier to understand. Let's see. Hey, tell your neighbor they are talking to you today. Look at it in the end, the New Living Translation. Simple English. The young man became so hungry that 
even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. <sighs> How can pig food look nice? The food cried wasn't even anything proper. Do you understand when they say the pods? The pod. The pod. It means the, 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 the cover. The peel. It's the peel that they were using. Oh, just close it. Don't worry. I'll stay up here. I've been locked up here now, so I'll stay. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. You have gone to somebody who is now teaching you how to debase yourself. Because this young man who was eating with pigs, you know, or admiring pig food, was actually a Jew. His people don't eat pigs. But now here he is admiring their food and wanting to eat some. You came from a decent home. They taught you how to be decent. They taught you how to cover yourself and just look respectable. But as you have come, you have learned to be walking around naked in yourself like everybody else. Some people who are walking around half naked, they came from homes that nobody cares and nobody instructed them. And they did upon them, God will have mercy. But you, you know better. And you should know better. You came from a place, a proper place. This young man, he came from a proper house. He came from a place where he was provided for. And so have you. But as you have come now, you have now joined yourself to pig food eaters. They taught you how to whatever the, the, the design of your hair, no? But now you just walk around with your hair looking like Medusa, something, something. Huh. They taught you, your father taught you how to look groomed. But nowadays when we meet you on the road, we don't know whether you are sane or insane. We can't tell. Huh. That's what happens when you make certain kinds of choices. Who is your choice of friend? When you left your house, you were a Christian, you knew how to pray. You have now come to join yourself to people who must slaughter something. You have come to join yourself to idol worshippers. You've come to join yourself to people who must go and see somebody sitting under a tree. The person himself, does he look like he's thriving? And when you get there, he tells you, bring me the bile of a, of a red guinea fowl. Add the tooth of a crocodile. You see, when we say it, we look like we are crazy. But it's real. It's real. You are now going to write the name of the girl you like and give it to somebody who will give you, he will write it on a board, wash it off, and give you the water to drink. And you are drinking it. Is that how your father found your mother? Is that how your big brother got married? Is that how the men in your family got married? What is it that you are bringing? Based on your choices, you have added yourself to an infidel and he's taking you to hell with him. <sighs> Allow me to continue preaching. <sighs> now you know how to do abortion. You know where to go. Oh, don't aim me. When you left your house, you didn't know such things. You did not know such things. <laughs> you did not know such things. But it is who you have joined yourself to. That is the problem. Listen. Listen. 
I'm not saying it to condemn anybody. I'm just telling you that, I beg you, end that, end that alliance. This boy, he has to end the alliance quickly. Or you cannot see. He has to end it quickly. Otherwise, something worse is on the way for him. What does he do? Ha. Huh. Oh, I like the sentence. He finally came to his senses. This morning, I am preaching in the hope that some of you, you come back to your senses. Some of you, your sense has left you. Your sense must have left you if you think there is no God. Me, I'm a scientist. I don't believe in God. You cannot be a scientist. And not. No, no, you cannot. There are too many unexplained things. Too many. When you see the unexplained things, it can lead you to only one conclusion, that there is a power greater than this behind it all. Otherwise, explain to me. A white man is white. An Asian man is yellow. A black man is black. But you can take the blood of a white man, put it in a black man, explain how. Explain it. Explain. Why if I take a knife and I cut here, the muscles that I'll see here, in a woman, in a man, in a child, in a baby, is the same. Explain it. Nature does not do anything the same like that. Have you ever looked out and seen a tree going straight like this? And the next one is straight. Maybe you have not thought about it. Somebody has to be behind it. Somebody has to You are a scientist. You are a book of scientists. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm asking you something. How is it possible that they're in everybody sitting here? Hello. How is it possible that all of us who are sitting here, everybody, you have a factory inside your body. When you drink the water, it goes through everywhere and it's filtered out in something called the kidney. And for each and every single one, you go and you pee several times a day, same color. You've got to be joking. Somebody's got to be behind it. It cannot be random. It cannot. You, the scientist, you taught us that if we just leave anything, it will tend to disorder, not order. Somebody's got to be crazy. Yeah. Anything, you just leave it. You just leave it. If you go and look for your primary school books that you have just left, the paper is disintegrating now. Yeah, if you go and look at the house that somebody has just left, there's nobody living there. He's tending to disorder. Anything that you just leave is tending to disorder. And yet, your nephron tubule is working day and night. You don't see it. You don't know it's there. You don't take care of it. Come on! There's got to be a force behind it. Come on! You cannot tell me that there's no God. Are you in the church? He finally came to his senses. And when he came to his senses for the first time, he made a sober choice and his choice was that look I'm going back home some of you this morning eh, you have to understand that the consequence of some behavior nobody can help you in this world you got to go back home to God you got to go back home the Bible says of this boy that nobody helped him a time comes nobody can help you and I'm preaching to you before you get there I pray you are not yet at that point and I'm saying to you that while there's still life in you make a choice and what is that choice decide that I'm going back to the
the one who make, made me. I'm going back to my father. I'm worried. I have too many things to think about, but I'm going back to my father. That's the point. When he got there, he didn't even reach home. And his father met him on the way. Not knowing that all the time he was away, his father was looking through the window. Is he coming? Is he coming? Is he on his way home? I tell you, the Lord has been looking for you. He's opened his window. He's looking. Are you coming? Are you coming? He has sent people to you. You sacked them. He has asked you to come to programs. You didn't go. He has tried to send you things to learn from. You didn't learn. But this morning, I need you to understand that he's looking out from the windows of heaven and he's asking finally will he come home will he come home today will he for once make the correct choice and come back as soon as this guy made that choice he didn't even reach the house when the father met him on the way and this morning the Lord is waiting for you the angels are already on their feet they are already cheering looking for those who will give their lives to Christ because the Bible says that it says that one person coming to the Lord is more precious than all the rest of us who are already there and just sitting down. This morning there's a call in heaven and it has your name on it. There's a cry in heaven and it is you that he's calling. Will you again choose to turn him down? Do you know how long you have? Do you know how much longer you will live? Hey, don't assume you'll grow old. No, don't assume it. I wish you do, but don't assume it. Because we all know, if you go to the mortuary, day old baby day day, 10 year old day day, 25 year old day day, 88 year old day day, some people who are 100 and some they have been praying to die, they are still alive. We don't know. We know one day we'll go, we don't know when. Today you are still alive. Today you can make a choice. And I want you to make the choice that will do you good make the choice that will not send you eating pig's food. Make the choice that will add to your life and not subtract from it. You have a choice this morning. As I close, I'm reminded of a story of a man who was in a certain town and they said this man he's always right. Whatever question he's asked, he's right. So a certain young man said, this guy, I'm going to test him. I'll give him a test today to show him that he can always be right. So I'm going to take a butterfly, I'll catch it and I'll hold it in my hand. And I'll go and ask the man, is the butterfly dead or alive? If he says it's dead, I will crush it and show him that you are wrong. It's dead. If he says it is dead, I'll open my hand and release it. And you see that he's wrong. The story says that the young man said it will work. What do you think it will work? The young man caught the butterfly and went to the woman and said, Sir, I have a question for you. The butterfly in my hand, is it dead or is it alive? The old man looked at the boy for a while and then he said, It depends on you. It depends on you. The old man was right again. This morning, I've shared the word of God with you. But the choice to go to heaven or to hell depends on you. Jesus or Satan depends on you. Heaven or hell depends on you. A wasted life or a good life depends on you. Whether at the end of your life you spend it in eternity or you spend it in hell, it depends entirely, solely, and only on you.
this morning make a right choice stand to your feet stand to your feet this morning stand to your feet this morning stand to your feet I want you to begin to pray for yourself just pray for yourself because some of you you used to be close to God but you are far and you are not sure whether your salvation is too good or not you don't know if we ask you some of you you have never given your life to Christ there are all kinds of people here this morning but I want you to choose a choice now those of you on the stage just come up stage move to the side there for me so that the place is clear and you too close your eyes and think about yourself the fact that you are in the choir doesn't mean you are automatically saved as every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning I don't want you to worry about these people on stage they should worry about themselves you are here this morning you need to make a choice for Jesus you want to give him your life I want you to lift up your right hand where you are we're going to pray together God bless you, I see your hands God bless you, God bless you I see your hands all over the room. I see your hands all over the room. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to think about it. If I were to die today, would I go to heaven or not? God forbid that you should die today. But we don't know when the call will be. You want to be sure. You want to be sure. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to allow the ashes and the pastors to help you and guide you to come here. We're going to pray together. Just come. You're saying today, I'm making a choice for Jesus. Today, I am turning back to Jesus. Come quickly, quickly, quickly. From the back, wherever you are, from the middle, from the side. Just come. Just come. Just come. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. Keep coming. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. You see, I'm talking to somebody now. You are standing there. Your heart is beating like something. The Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelations chapter chapter 3, Revelations 3, around verse 20. I stand at the door and knock. It says, if you will hear his voice and open, says he will come in to stop with you. Your heart is beating like something. That's Jesus knocking. Don't let us waste too much time. Just come. It's not about your friend. It's not about your enemy. It's not about your family member. This one is between you and God alone. Make the choice. Step out of where you are and come. Make the choice. As they sing, just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. for you also. Maybe you gave your life to Christ a long time ago but since you came to campus something
something has happened, you are not sure. But you just know that things are not as they were. If I were you, I would take this opportunity to correct it. Just come. Just come. Step forward and just come. As they sing for the last time, then we're going to pray. To Jesus. Give him your With your pride, as you battle with your wondering what others will think, they are safe already. Come, it's about you. Amen. Just standing in front, I want to pray with you, but you know. That young boy, he was in the father's house before and he left. I think I'm bargaining for somebody's life today. You used to be in the father's house and you left. Return. Return. Just come. Just come. Return. Don't say that oh, I'm a pastor's child so everybody knows that I'm going to heaven now. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. I'm just waiting a few more minutes. God bless you just come. God bless you. God bless you. He was in the household and he left. But thank God he came back. You too, you were in the house before and you left. Come back to him this morning. This morning, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not bargaining with you to join Fountain of Life. I'm asking you to join the family of believers. That's what I'm bargaining with you for. Just come. Just come. Of course, if you continue to worship with us, we'll be so happy. But that's not what salvation is about. Salvation is about you and Jesus. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter. He cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Today, he's contending for your salvation. Today, there's a battle that is going on over you. Return. Just return. You don't know whether you hear this message ever again. Just return. If you are standing in the front this morning, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And all over the house, just join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name have I prayed. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.